Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Hey guys, welcome to season 10 of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. Thank you so much for joining me each and every week to hear the stories of the person being interviewed. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who listen, who share, and who just keep this podcast going. So God bless you. Thank you so much and enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I'm really excited today to introduce you guys to a new friend. This is Kelly Haddock, and I have seen her stories online, and when I heard them, I was like, I need to get her on this podcast, because her stories are full of uh, hope for each and every one of us. So Kelly, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so happy to be with you, Gina, and I'm so happy for all of you who are listening. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Can you tell my listeners more about yourself? Yeah, so I am primarily a singer-songwriter, and I'm a hope giver. I'm passionate about helping you see God and see God at work in and through and around you and others, because God is living and active, and he is very much on the move. And so as a hope giver, I'm pointing to our source of hope, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So let's get into your story. Well, um, so... About 18 years ago, my husband and our baby boy and I were in a horrific car accident. Mm -hmm. My husband was killed instantly in the accident, and our son, who was 14 weeks old, was severely injured. We were both life flighted to the local hospital where my son fought for his life, and the doctor said that if he lived, he would probably never walk, talk, or show emotion. So Eli is a miracle. Um, God brought him through that intense time, but he also has special needs. And as a mom, I've struggled a lot with like, God, why did you heal him part way? Like what, what's up with this like half healing? Um, And I go a lot more in depth than all of this. So if you want to dive into my Mm -hmm. website or my stories on Instagram um, or wherever you like to follow social media, you can find a lot more on all of this. But what God told me in that questioning and through that doubting and frustration and disappointment was that he has healed Eli to do and be all that he made him to do and be. Mm. And uh, that really just changed my life. Eli was 10 years old. So I had about 10 years of kind of struggling through parenting a child with special needs Mm -hmm. from a lens of disappointment instead of a lens of celebration. And when God showed me, I healed Eli to do and be all that I made him for Mm -hmm. and to do it completely transformed my perspective. And I began celebrating who Eli was and what he could do. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
so that, that was just a wonderful, um, heart change in that time. And, um, I was five years as a widow and a single mom and remarried and we have two more children and, um, yeah. So, you know, life is not without challenge, but I've been through tragedy and found hope on the other side. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I was just watching your stories before we came on to talk today. I was rewatching them because I've watched uh, most of them before. Um, your husband now was actually AJ's boss, correct? <laughs> True. Yes. So I am in the middle of a three month long story series. So I'm about uh -huh. a third of the way through. So whatever you watch today is about a third of the way through. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure when this episode will air, but basically the Holy Spirit has put on my heart to just go through chapters of my mm -hmm. story because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. Mm -hmm. And I've shared this high level version and actually there, I was on the today show and there's a part of our story that's had 150 million views. So there's an element of our story that's very viral, but it feels like the surface. And mm -hmm. what I haven't ever done is kind of pointed to where God is in every chapter. And as you're going through, I imagine even Eugene are experiencing like there's these really high highs and there's these extremely like almost unimaginable lows. And, and I'm able to be like, yeah, God was there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, God was there. And even there, yeah, God was there. And my hope is that as you're hearing my story and seeing God's faithfulness through that lens, that you're, you're engaging your own story and those moments where you question, well, surely God, you weren't there at that, or surely God, you had abandoned me here that, that you can see that his faithfulness is not contingent on what happens. Faithful is who he is. It is not what he does. And he is faithful no matter what. Amen. So I love hearing about how even in tragedy, you were able to see God move and especially going back to when you were at the hospital and you found out that your husband had died, the first sentences out of your mouth were praising God. And yeah, that's not at all because I was happy about what happened. Right, right. Um, but you know, I think the Holy Spirit just took over me um, mm -hmm. and it was a few months later where I read, um, in Corinthians where it says, and no one can say Jesus is Lord, except by the power of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and God showed me in that moment, Kelly, it was the Holy spirit in and through you speaking truth mm -hmm. in that moment in that dark, dark moment when you heard the worst news of your life. Um, so yeah, but you know, I think an important thing to share mm -hmm. on the other side of that story is I had a very public ministry really early on, probably too early on, but um, I felt like I needed to defend God. Like, oh, this horrible thing happened to me, but it's okay. God is good and Jesus is Lord. And I felt like my job was just to like defend God. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't be honest or be upset with him about what happened. Uh, almost like God's like emotionally fragile, which of course he is not. He is more than big enough to handle our honesty. And so I really was scared to grieve mm -hmm. um, and scared to be honest with God um, because what if he would abandon me then, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until I was reading in Job where at the very end of Job, you know, we're familiar with the story. Job lost a lot, walked through a lot of tragedy mm -hmm. and his friends kept saying like, just repent, just worship God. You know, they were, they were being all religious and pious and Job was like, I'm angry. Yeah. And at the very end of Job, it says, God addressed Job. And he said, Job, I want you to pray for your friends for not being honest, either with me or about me. 
And then he calls Job his friend. He said, my friend, Job. And I believe it's the first time in the Bible where, where God calls another human his friend. Mm-hmm. And that happened in the context of Job's honesty, because we can't have a relationship if we're not being honest. And so um, we see that that relationship, that friendship Job formed with God was formed in the context of honesty. And really the blessing and the healing Job experienced came through, again, that context of honesty. And so for me, that passage gave me permission to grieve and be honest with God. And that didn't really begin until about two years after the accident. And that's when the rubber hit the road and I really began grieving, but then also began healing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, You said you had a public ministry. Was it the music that you were doing? Yeah, I was doing music and doing a lot of speaking at churches and women's conferences, which I still do a lot of that today. (laughs) I love it. Um, I just think if I would hear myself, like the version of me from 15 years ago, I'd probably want to slap me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) What is your problem? Um, But, you know, we're all on a journey of sanctification and healing. And so I think it's really important you listening, um, whoever you are, wherever you are in your journey, do not compare yourself with me. Do not compare yourself with Gina or anybody else because God has each of us on a journey. And you're listening to me 18 years into a grief journey of a lot of heart work and healing. And so we're all going to be in different places. And that doesn't mean anybody's stronger or weaker or better or worse, or that God's more or less faithful. So I just want to encourage you with where you are today. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, we um, I've said frequently on here that you can't compare somebody's chapter in your case, 18 with somebody's chapter one with your own chapter one, because yeah. it's not going to be the same. Yeah. How have you seen God completely like take your story and use it to help other people? I am really grateful that he's given me a platform. Um, you know, the the first time I think I really experienced it in a powerful way actually was in Hong Kong in mm-hmm. China. I made a record in Mandarin Chinese mm-hmm. and wow. I sang and shared my story at a conference with 3000 pastors there. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually sang in Mandarin Chinese and wow. I had a language coach and I'd worked really hard, but I really felt like it was an axe miracle mm-hmm. moment where people said, if we closed our eyes, we wouldn't know that you weren't Chinese. And <laughs> here I am, this little white girl from, from Florida singing in a stadium full of native Chinese speakers. And, um, but it was the first time where people came up to me afterwards and they said, as you sang, like God healed me, like mm-hmm. my hip pain went away, my back pain yeah. went away. As you sang, my marriage was healed. As you sang, my heart felt free. Like I just, I experienced kind of this healing anointing and power through mm-hmm. voice and ministry God had given me. Um, and so I'm just hungry for more rooms and to do that more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I was saying before, God is living and active. And mm-hmm. I think in so many ways, the modern Christian church has taught us a lot about God but has failed to help us encounter the living God. And that's something I'm really passionate about in the ministry and work and music I create and all all that I do, social media everywhere is just helping people see God. Mm -hmm. And how are you now? How's life now? And what can people go out and hear from you now? Yeah, so I have six albums out. You can stream them anywhere that you listen to music. Mm -hmm. Most of my stuff is 
more pop and anthems and just songs that are cheering you on through life. So mm-hmm. um, I love worship. I lead worship all the time, but um, the music God's put on my heart to create um, is more just like processing life and and pumping you up um, mm-hmm. versus a Sunday morning type worship song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have, um, I take social media really seriously as, as I was sharing, um, my goal is to make your feed more filled with hope, um, mm-hmm. every day to show up with daily doses of hope for you. And, um, and I enjoy just being a mom. It's, it's such a gift and a calling and, um, our kids are 18, 12 and 10. And when they say it goes fast, mm-hmm. I'm like in the middle of like feeling the, the hyperspeed right now of just like mm-hmm. holding on tight, um, mm-hmm. to these precious years. And, uh, and then as I mentioned, I'm remarried and, mm-hmm. uh, I'm grateful to be a wife as well. That's amazing. You said your kids are 18, 12 and 10. Yes. Are they yeah. girls, boys? I know your oldest son's a boy, but yeah, boy, girl, boy. And since oh. our 18 year old is, has special needs, he's not a typical 18 year old, um, right. which is really fun. So he and his little brother, who's 10 actually get along great and love to play the same things. And it's really sweet. It's really fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. My youngest nephew is 10. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty fun. He's at the bowling alley dancing like a fool and it's so fun just it watching is. him. I'm like, you don't even care. I love you. <laughs> it's such a sweet age. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So when you were going through all the hard times after you lost your first husband and any time since what verses have kept you anchored? I think one of my favorite life verses is Psalm 84, where it says, blessed are those who walk through the valley of weeping. For when you walk through the valley of weeping, it becomes a place of refreshment where pools of blessing collect after the rain. Mm -hmm. And I really love that because the world tries to tell you, oh, there's shortcuts, like numb yourself, go around it. Like a million, we have a million options of ways to avoid that valley of weeping, right? Mm -hmm. But God gives us the great invitation of walking through the valley of weeping. Mm -hmm. And he's, he promises blessing on the other side. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's, that's, that's what being a hope giver is. It's helping you see that. Yeah. It's hard to go through the valley of weeping, Mm -hmm. but, but keep going. The, the, the verse also says you have your heart set on pilgrimage Mm -hmm. and a heart that's set on pilgrimage is a heart that's determined to keep going. It's when you're on pilgrimage, you're not stuck. You're not standing still. You're not waiting. You're not idle. You're saying, nope, I'm moving forward. I'm going to keep going through the valley because I know that there are blessings that collect Mm -hmm. after the rain. And I've experienced both. I have experienced Mm -hmm. the valley and I have experienced the reality of those blessings that collect after the rain. Mm -hmm. That is such a beautiful picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there any other part, um, before we get ready to close, is there any other part of your story that you'd like to share? Hmm. You know, another verse that's coming to mind is in Haggai two. So I am a minor prophet geek. I love the minor <laughs> prophets. <laughs> um, I just like, that's where I keep camping out and coming back to. Mm-hmm. And there's, and one of my other life verses is in Haggai two. Mm-hmm. And basically to summarize what's going on in Haggai two is is God saying to the prophet, like rebuild my temple. And he's, mm-hmm. he's basically saying 
to the degree that you put effort forth to rebuild my temple, I will bless your crops. So like mm-hmm. if you give half an effort, you're going to get half the crops. But if you give everything you have to rebuilding my temple, then I will give you abundant crops. And it, it's not a prosperity gospel. I don't think it's a one-to-one, but I think what, what I feel passionate about in the work that God's called me to do is I, I want to help people. Like I keep saying, see God. And what is revival? Revival is being awakened. It's being mm-hmm. awake to what God is doing. And I, and I just think there's so many people who are sleepwalking around us. And so part of rebuilding the church is helping people wake up to see not only the goodness of God around them, but the goodness that God has called them to live out. Like life with God is so exciting and mm-hmm. he's got adventure around every bend. And yeah. so, yeah, just living my life in that Haggai two type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I've loved our conversation today. Like your story is so encouraging and you guys, I would really encourage you guys to go watch the whole series. Um, the videos are a couple of minutes a piece, so it's not like it's taking a huge chunk out of your day, but go take a couple moments, listen to each one of her videos, uh, see the joy and the hope that she has and that she portrays through every video, even during the hard times. Um, you can see, you truly see God, um, shining through her. So Kelly, um, I'm so appreciative to you and where can people find you besides on Instagram? Yeah. Thanks, Gina. And, and one quick plug on the story series, I am uploading it to YouTube unbroken. It'll be living on YouTube where it's just, you can scroll immediately from chapter, chapter, chapter versus Mm -hmm. everywhere else. I'm kind of mixing in my other content in between. So Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to just watch it without being distracted by anything else, like YouTube is the place to go. And it's just my, my YouTube channel is my name, Kelly Haddock, Kelly with an IE. My website is my name, Kelly Haddock, Kelly with an IE. Um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. So basically wherever you enjoy following people, you can find me there and you can stream my music anywhere you listen to music. Awesome. Is there anything new coming down the pike? for people to know about Um, we're working on some more music videos with um I released a record a few months ago called Orchids from Fire and Mm -hmm. um we made several music videos they're really fun big productions um with dancers and all kinds of special things so um if you enjoy that kind of thing then head over to YouTube for sure um but we we're working on two new music videos right now so that's kind of the next fun project in the in the pipeline All right, you guys go follow Kelly and tell her thank you so much for being on the podcast and go start streaming her music because it will give you the hope and the joy that you need to get through your day. Kelly, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Gina. It was so great to talk with you today. Absolutely. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I pray that each of you will take something from this episode that you will be challenged, that you will be encouraged in your walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review so that other people can find this and other people can listen to the stories of God's redemption. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.